Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, good evening, welcome to this week's Man on the Post Extra Time. My name is Chris, and with me as ever, I have got Emma. Hi. And I've got back from his 007 secret agent mission, Agent Godfrey. Evening. How are you both doing, all right? Good, thank yeah, you. Yeah, good, thank you. Excellent. Right, we shall be talking this week about the FA Cup, uh, Rochdale Stoke. We should be talking a small matter of the League Cup and whether anything happened there this week. Uh, transfers, some other bits and bobs, and... This week's Premier League predictions. So, chronologically, first of all, I should imagine we'll talk about Rochdale's Stoke. So, BT Sport, I can imagine, were probably very disappointed because they showed you this for a Monday night, hoping for a bit of an upset. But Stoke seemed to, um, they seemed to march on imperiously, didn't they? From what I heard, it was just a book standard sort of game, wasn't it? Yeah. Curtis's volley. Have you seen that? No, I haven't seen the goals. Oh, no. Sorry, I interrupted you. What did you say? No, it's just nothing. <laughs> nothing of any worth <laughs> um, yeah you see these got me Curtis's volley um, and Ireland scored not Ireland Moses scored a good goal didn't he yeah cracking goal I think that Kirchich goal is my goal of the season so far didn't see it I flicked got in quite late and flicked over just to catch about 10 minutes of the second half so I didn't see uh, didn't see the first goal oh right okay uh, well basically the the Paul ball played long ball, as it is Stoke, played into the area, headed away, and it came to him. I can't remember whether he chested it about 25 yards out, but he certainly volleyed it first time. And it went into the top corner, and Stoke are away to Blackburn in the next round. But Bojan is injured. He seemed to fall over just running, really. Nobody was particularly around him, and they think he's out till next season. Yeah. Well, it was a good way to sign off, then. Yeah. That's it. He's off into the sunset now, isn't he? On a horse and dragging his gammy leg behind him. Well, they might, if he's played as well as people have been speaking, and he's done all right, um, the games I've seen him, maybe that's his last game for Stoke. You never know, somebody might come in for him now and, you know, take him back up a level or so. Yeah, I do really, really like him. He's one of these players that you can't help but like. Um, Tuesday, the League Cup, uh, the small matter of Chelsea 1, Liverpool 0. Um, Chelsea won 2 1 on aggregate, 1 0 on the night. Branislav Ivanovic with a. A header, which Narquin blamed solely on Mario Balotelli. I think Balotelli was on the pitch for about half an hour and Narquin blamed him for the entire loss, which was a little bit unfair. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little bit unfair. He gave the ball away to Lucas, who conceded the free kick, um, which they scored from, and Balotelli kind of lost Ivanovic because it was his man to mark, and he scored. Uh, and Narquin couldn't dig the knife in deep enough. Well, he's an easy target, you know, I'm sure Niles Quinn wasn't always the greatest defender when he came back into his own box, despite the fact he was a big beanpole. A gangly vagina is the best description I've seen. A gangly what? A great gangly vagina, somebody called him on Twitter this week. Right. <laughs> it conjures up some interesting imagery, but there you go. Yeah. Um, there you go, that's not you out your stride. 
Uh, Chelsea unbeaten in six games against Liverpool now, and um, and Liverpool haven't reached the domestic final for two and a half years now. So you would kind of thought for Brendan Rodgers, he would have wanted to have got to a final to um, uh, to make his mark on the club. You can't say that they didn't, you know, that they weren't in the tie though. I mean, okay, they might have a, a, a bit of a losing streak against Chelsea, but they they always raised their game against Chelsea particularly. And over the two legs, they were unfortunate not to at least get it to extra time. Uh, sorry to you know to take it to to penalties or whatever. I have to say I was quite fearful after the weekend. I thought after what happened to Chelsea in the FA Cup at the weekend, I thought Liverpool might face some kind of backlash, but they did well to hold their own. They did. It was an excellent game. Mm. You know, really, really good end-to-end game. Um, it could have been four-all. It could have been six-five. It, you know, it's just the finishing wasn't great. But Liverpool more than held their own over the two legs, well, and, and you know they've been playing well now for the last sort of six to eight weeks, haven't they? Yeah, and again, Courtois, um, he had to pull off some very good saves again, didn't he? He did, but then so did Mignolet. It was it, it was a very good, very even game, and it was just. And okay, Quinn might, might be blaming Balotelli, but I think that's perhaps a bit harsh. But it was a game just settled by um, by a set piece. You know, it was that close. Mm. So I think Liverpool can be pretty proud of how they played over the two games. I thought Sterling was excellent um, the other night. He looks like he's maturing into a really good player. Yeah, which we know he is. Of course, we know he's got all the skills and all the tricks. But he looks like he's now. You know, his head's developing into the Premier League game, if you like. And yeah, this is the sort of thing that comes gonna, with experience. He, he could be carrying Liverpool as long as Real Madrid don't come along with a fifty or sixty million pound bid in the next couple of years for him, which you can see happening if he continues to improve. It's the sort of thing that comes with experience, isn't it? How he's playing. It is, and he, it, he's still only what twenty. I think so. Yeah, it's, you know, they'll, they'll be in good hands, Liverpool, if they can keep hold of him. And obviously, Gerrard's leaving, um, but. He's going to have a lot of uh, a lot of weight on his shoulders over the next year or two. Emma. Yes. Our joint friend Diego Costa. What kind of game did he have? I didn't have the best, did he? I think he's showing why people don't like him. We love him, though, don't we? I do. I still do. But he's he just needs to calm down, doesn't he? There was. You're not going to get away with playing and in any league anymore like that and I think and I think um, Atletico's game this week showed that when he was playing under Simeone Simeone that's the way that he teaches his players to play they are aggressive and they are confrontational but I just don't think that is suited as suited to the Premier League especially without a manager like like Simeone but Skirtle was giving as good as he was getting wasn't he yeah, but that's it doesn't make it okay, does it? No. I mean, I think it felt rather unjust not to have had the penalty with the um the tackle that Skirtle put on him. I think he was a little bit unlucky with that. But in the same respect he shouldn't have been on the pitch as well because that was just after his stamp on um on Emre Chan, wasn't it? Yeah. So do you think both of those are deliberate guys, or do you think one of them possibly not? Because he's been charged for the Chan stamp but not the Skirtle stamp, hasn't he? I I think they were both. I think they're both deliberate, but I think the the Chan one that he's been charged for is the one that looks the most obvious because they're kind of both. They weren't still. They weren't. It wasn't just like a. They weren't static, and then Costas just jumped on his leg for no reason. 
there was a bit of movement in it. Whereas the other one, you know, that that can happen all the time where players slide tackle each other when they're running at full full tilt and one falls on the other one. Mm. You know, but but you can see that he's actually he it looks like he's tried to go for him, but it those things can happen that it's an accident. Whereas the Chan one it looks blatant. What you... And it's right in front of the fourth official as well, which you know I don't know what how they communicate. Well, they communicate, I know, by the the headset thing. But the fourth official surely can tell the referee, look, he's just done that. You should be sending him off. Surely that's part of what they do. Yeah, I mean, it was filled down, to be fair. So you can't expect any kind of um, competence. What do you think, Emma? I think, uh, well, both of them, but especially the Chan one, it, he, wasn't, he wasn't looking at what he was doing, which is his only sort of, Anything he could claw, claw any kind of result back from for not being banned, but you know where you, he knows where those players are. I think he's done both of them completely on purpose. He's just been a bit more clever about it rather than looking at him and stamping on him. He sort of turned and acted as if he's running the other way. Yeah, I mean Mourinho said they're accidental, and Costa is going to contest this charge um, to say that it was accidental, but. Again, being Mourinho is saying there is a campaign against Chelsea, and he's pointed out Jamie Redknapp on um, specifically. I don't know why. Um, and he's also saying to the fact that both Henderson and Lucas could have been sent off as well during the game, which probably they could have done as well. Well, Henderson should have been. I mean, if you, it's funny because if you watch his reaction after that handball that he should have got a second yellow for, he turns round and he kind of inhales a bit of air, you know, like a. Like like seething with himself for sticking his arm out to handball it, and he he kind of thinks he's going to get that yellow card and go off, mm. and then you know he's all very apologetic to Oliver straight afterwards, a bit bit sheepish. So you know that he he knows he's got away with that slightly. Mm. Um, but sometimes you you know, in a way Oliver's done a, a did a good job in one way because he let the game go. He didn't send anybody off, and it made for a good spectacle for us and talking points with the running battles and the stamp and everything else. But in another way, he completely indulged the likes of Diego Costa and let him get away with whatever they wanted. Yeah, he did. I mean, also, he had the altercation with Gerard as well, didn't he? But I think that was a bit of both, wasn't it? Yeah, that was just... That was pathetic, really. Uh, Diego Costa comes from that Barcelona, now Atletico Madrid and Real Madrid triumvirate, who, you know... I, hate, I actually hate to watch them their games... Because of all the theatrics and the the petty squabbling and cheating and childishness, I, I actually I've, I've turned off watching players who or those games now. And Costa just he's continuing to play like he's playing in a, a perpetual Madrid derby. He's got tremendous will to win, though. We saw this with Suarez last season, didn't we? There's a I think there's a difference between will to win and just and just being a a nasty cheat. I think it's difficult to to know when one stops and one begins and he plays on the edge of it a lot as did Suarez. Mm. You know, Steven Gerrard's got a, a, a will to win to drive Liverpool on and always has had but apart from the odd dive here and there you wouldn't necessarily say he's a, a horrible nasty cheat would you? No. I mean he dives as much as any other player but well, someone said that Diego Costa looks like a villain out of a spaghetti western, which I thought was a great description of him. I think he looks like a slight, slightly melted waxwork of Cesc Fabregas. 
Well, no, Cesc Fabregas looks like Kevin Arnold from the Windy Years. Uh, Fred Savage. Yes. Mm, a little bit, I suppose. Yeah, if you squint. I know what you mean about the melted Fabregas thing. <laughs> and Mourinho has been fined £25,000 for his comments after the Southampton game, in which he said there was an orchestrated campaign against him. So that'll obviously help his mood. But if it gets decisions, Ferguson did it for years, didn't he? Oh, of course. This time, yeah. this time exactly this time of the season, every year, he would bring some comment up about referees in the attempt to try and plant the seed in their mind for the rest of the season, and the referees overcompensate. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday night we had Sheffield United two, Spurs two. Um, the Che Adams came off the bench and scored two goals in I think it was a minute, wasn't it? Uh, but wasn't quite enough as Ericsson scored two and Spurs went two through. 3-2 on aggregate. Emma, that was a fantastic free kick from Ericsson, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I I was a bit surprised by this game because I didn't... It was just a bit... I, I thought Sheffield United would be a bit better, maybe. I thought they would have a game plan, especially bringing it home and especially after seeing Spurs and watching them at various points in the season... I think there are game plans that you can use against them. And I was a little surprised by the, by Sheffield United. So did they take a long time to wake up, did they? Sheffield United. I don't think it was that. I think I think they just have to... Against Spurs, you've got... Well, Burnley showed what you had to do. You just had to be really quick. Mm. And United just didn't, weren't. They sort of... It just sort of seemed that... I don't know, when I was watching it and there was pictures of Clough and things and it just seemed a bit like he was. they were just enjoying it and not expecting it to get any further. Well, this is the thing, isn't it, that has been put to Sheffield United. It's the fact that they, when they play the big teams, they quite like soaking up the pressure and hitting them, um, hitting them on the break, whereas because they were down on aggregate, they had to take the game to Spurs and they didn't quite know how to do it. Yeah, definitely. Does that seem fair enough, does it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we have a final of Spurs versus Chelsea. Um, this was the game a few years ago. This is the one day Ramos' only trophy, wasn't it? When Jonathan Woodgate headed the ball into the Chelsea goal from a punch or something, wasn't it? Do you remember that? Was it also the final where John Terry got walloped in the face? I hope so. When got knocked out and swallowed his tongue in that? I don't know anything. Was that a different final? I don't know. All I know about John Terry in finals is that he likes wearing the Chelsea kit and he slips over a lot. I don't remember him knocking himself out. No, he didn't knock himself out. Somebody belted him in the face and from a corner. In a, it was a, I'm sure it was a League Cup final, but it might not have been that Tottenham one. He swallowed his tongue and all that kind of thing. Did he? Yeah. I don't remember. I remember the big fight they had against Arsenal. And I remember, I think... Czech came out to punch the ball from a corner, punched it straight into Woodgate's face and the ball bobbled into the goal. It's an assist. Yeah. Yeah, I don't quite think Czech saw it that way though. Uh, so that's the League Cup this week. So what do you think, guys think it's going to be? Is it going to be Chelsea win, do you think? Or do you see a case for... Because Spurs turned them over the other week, didn't they? 5-3. They did. Uh, Spurs are playing Fiorentina away about three days before in the Europa League. Right. So Chelsea, if, I don't know if the Champions League's on, on the same week, but Chelsea will have at least one extra day rest for the final. 
And I think um, I think Chelsea will just be probably a bit too strong. And of course, Spurs after the Europa League are um, terrible, aren't they? I don't think they are. I think their record's actually quite good. Is it? I, I've got a feeling that after their first five Europa League games, they'd either won all five or they'd won four and drawn one, something like that. Oh, right, OK. There must be some kind of misnomer then that they've got that bad reputation. I think you're just getting confused <laughs> with Everton. Yeah, well, quite possibly. Uh, some confirmed transfers this week then. Um, Callum McManaman has gone to West Brom. Uh, Gabriel Paulista from Villarreal to Arsenal. Joel Campbell has returned the other direction, going from Arsenal to Villarreal on loan as part of the deal. Raven Morris and Emma, we called this last week, didn't we? You, uh, we said, uh, we, uh, did you say that you didn't think it was very likely going to Lazio? Yeah, I said it wasn't likely. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> Uh, and Sammy Eto, Mark, has gone from Everton to Sampdoria. Mm. Are you going to miss him? Um, no, it didn't quite work out. It started off promisingly, and there were glimpses of what of the old Eto, but there are rumours of you know him being a bit of a stirrer in the dressing room, and he was never played in the right position, and he's obviously on big wages, so I think it probably was a good thing to to let him go off to, to Sampdoria. You see, this is what happens when you give a striker a defender's squad number. Yeah, number five, yeah. Yeah, never works out. Um, Any of those seem particularly good business? Um, For West Ham to get shot of Ravel Morrison, yeah, that's a good one. That's probably a good one, isn't it? I think Callum McManaman might be quite a good one. It's a strange one that because he came into the Wigan side when they were struggling in their last season and did and played sort of pretty well, didn't he, in the back end of that year and looked promising. Just just direct, all action kind of player, no no great ability. But you, it was a surprise that he was one of those ones like McCarthy, for example, who didn't leave immediately that they dropped into the Championship. Which... And they've been there two years now, and so it's a surprise that it's, it's taken this long for him to. Picked up by a Premier League team. And Sean Maloney's gone this week as well, only to um, Chicago Fire. Yeah, again, I was surprised that nobody came in for him because he played well in that final year for Wigan. So a bit of a strange one. And he's not a young player anymore. No, because he was at um, Villa, wasn't he, for a while? Yeah, started off at Celtic, went to Villa, didn't work out from there, went back to Celtic and then went to Wigan, I think, from there. Yeah. Uh, some transfer rumours this week. See if you get a yay or nay with these. See if you can carry on with your good form in predicting these things, Emma. Um, added by all to PSG on loan. Uh, no. I, I, why would they? Why would they take added by all? Mm, I don't really think they need him, do they? They've got Zlatan and uh, Cavani. Yeah, I, I also heard that Stoke and QPR were interested. I think that's more, especially QPR. That's <laughs> that's got added by all's name written all over it, hasn't it? God, yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You don't think this is a go with Emma? No, I wouldn't have thought so. No. Scott Sinclair, his move to Villa is back on. Because that was going to happen at the start of the month, wasn't it? Yeah, I think that's uh, that's going to happen. I think it was. I think I've heard that um, he's passed a medical there, so you imagine that that'll, that'll go through. Yeah, and then Denver Vart to Villa as well. Mm, I don't know. I think he he's better than Aston Villa, in my opinion. I think he is. And also... So I'd be surprised. Yeah. And Villa have also played at Anfield this season as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Yaya Torre to Inter. I, this is going to happen in the summer, apparently. I can't see this happening at all. 
Really? Um, not to Inter, no, he's better than Inter. It's only because Mancini's there. Well, I don't know about Inter, but I wouldn't be surprised if he left Manchester City this summer. Mm, I Obviously, there was that whole birthday cake nonsense last year. Well, it was his birthday again, wasn't it, this year? Yeah, exactly. There was, that, there was all of that, so that was kind of the start of it all. He hasn't been as good this year, and how old is he now? Well... He's a Taribo West 32, I think, isn't he? Okay, well, in that case, Inter, going to Inter is right up up his street then, if that's the case. Yeah. Uh, and Tom Ince, the Derby. Tom Ince, the once future of English football, and who was he after? It was Monaco were going to sign him, weren't they? There isn't a club in England, and there are very few clubs in Europe who haven't been linked with Tom Ince at some point or other. No. He has a very hard-working... Um, PR department. Yeah, what's the word? Father. Agent father i think isn't it <laughs> yeah yeah inter milan he was going to go to that's right yeah monaco liverpool everton tottenham villa newcastle hull forest derby now stoke you name it he's been linked to them i mean that's just hilarious isn't it mm. he'd probably do a decent half decent job for derby in the championship that's about his level but he'd be there for five five minutes before he's you know he's linked to somebody else yeah uh, some other news this week. Um, Juan Requelme, uh, Mark, you remember him. He's retired. Yeah, he says he wants to suffer like a fan as well. So if you're a Villarreal fan and remember his penalty against Arsenal in 2006, he will feel your pain. He was a hell of a player, wasn't he? He was a very good player, yeah. Excellent player. Yeah. Uh, Dundee's goalkeeper, Arvin Schenk, has exited after playing only one game. Uh, he played one game against Dundee United. Conceded six goals and that was good enough for him and he's gone. That's tidy proportions, that isn't it? Uh, I, w- I watched that game and he was. I wouldn't say that you know he he was blamed to to blame for that six uh, one defeat. No, well, it's a hell of an impact you make on a club, isn't it? Mm. Um, and Barcelona beat nine-man Atletico Madrid three-two in the Copa del Rey quarter-final. Torres scored again in the first minute. Um, and I think Neymar scored a couple as well. Half-time, uh, Gabby was sent off at half-time in the tunnel, I think, by the referee. Mario Suarez was then sent off as well, as uh, nine-man Madrid lost. And probably the most interesting thing about the night was Arda Chiran threw his boot at a linesman after not getting a free kick and was only booked for it. And people were tweeting pictures of George Bush getting his shoe thrown in after this, weren't they? <laughs> oh, bloody hell, that... Go back to the Costa thing. How many times did you two see in your Twitter timelines the if he gets another stamp, he gets a free coffee joke? Yeah, I saw a few of yeah. those. Oh. Yeah. I'm but what was, what's worse is not only how many times did you see it, how many times people had copied the tweet and then pasted, and then written, uh, pasted it into their comment box or whatever they call it and then tried to pass it off as their own. Oh, it was terrible. Joke. It was yeah. the worst thing since. Remember when Kieran Gibbs got sent off for Arsenal against um, Chelsea? Mm-hmm. And, it, mm-hmm. and it wasn't him. It, it was, Chamberlain did it, wasn't it? And, and Gibbs got sent off. Yeah. And there was a whole thing about, it wasn't me, ref, and the referee says, pipe down Walcott or something, wasn't it? I must have seen that a hundred times that day. Mm. Yeah. Twitter jokes that get nicked. That's, that should be some kind of public day in the stocks or something. Flogging. Yes, indeed. Uh, the Asian Cup final comes this weekend. South Korea beat Iraq 2-0 after Iraq overcame Iran. 
um, in the semi-final, and Australia beat the UAE, the UAE United Arab Emirates 2-0. So the final is in Sydney on Saturday. And you two need to get your thinking cap on, because this is your um, double points game later on. Nice. Uh, the African Cup of Nations, Guinea beat Mali in the um, drawing the lot off, after they drew all three of their games one all. Um, so we've got... Con- uh, I'm not sure if this is right, so I copied and pasted this from the BBC website. Congo versus Dr. Congo. That's one quarter final. That can't be right, surely. Yeah, they're two different countries. Congo and Dr. Congo. Yeah, Congo is Congo, and Dr. Congo, or Democratic Republic of Congo, is what used to be known as Zaire. So where's Congo, then? I know where Dr. Congo is. Uh, Congo, I think, is further north. It's a different country, anyway. Is it? Yeah. The Congo Derby. (laughs) <laughs> Tunisia play Equatorial Guinea Ghana play uh, Guinea and Ivory Coast play Algeria so Ivory Coast got through because there was talk of both Bonnie and um, uh, uh, and Toro being back for the Chelsea game this weekend wasn't there yeah well that's put the mockers on that isn't it yeah um, Luis Figo is standing for the FIFA presidency he says I look at the reputation of FIFA right now and I don't like it football deserves better uh, he says it's given him so much during his life he wants to give something back he's a man of Gravitas, isn't he? He's played for some great clubs. He speaks five languages. He seems an ideal candidate, but has he left it a bit late? Um, I was I was listening to something on the radio earlier, and it sounds like he's got um, enough support from different associations to at least be included on the ballot, which might be different to Ginola. I don't know if Ginola's still in the in the running for this, or whether is that whole publicity thing's been burst now. I don't know, but um, I mean, Figo won't win, but. It, I think it it will be a protest vote, if nothing else, but on behalf of some of the FAs. And it'll, I'm sure he'll run on the ticket of anti-corruption and it'll be constantly in the news. So even if Blatter wins again, which is almost certainly will, then um, he'll be under pressure to, to reform FIFA if he gets back in again. But imagine if he did win and then he became the kind of guy he hated. All of a sudden he'd become part of the machine, wouldn't he? Who, Figo? Yeah. It happens to everybody, I think, doesn't it? Yeah. Remember Tony Blair in 1994? (laughs) What did he ever do wrong? Yeah. Uh, And did you both see this? 9,000 Manchester United fans got an email saying they must buy a ticket for their replay against Cambridge United or they will lose their season ticket place um, or their seat for the Premier League game against Sunderland. Apparently this is standard practice. I've heard of United doing this before, yeah. That seems a bit mean, doesn't it? Well, it's guaranteeing money, isn't it, um, for cup games to to screw the season ticket holders out of another 20, 20 30 quid, even if they don't show up, um, be, to, to ensure that they, they do show up for these games, to threaten them with stuff. It, it's, just, it's, it's just indicative of, of a big club you know, not giving the monkeys about their supporters. Um, Have you ever read this? Also, they get things like, they get um, excluded from being able to go to away games if they don't, you know, take up the option on cup games or they're not able to go to cup finals or cup semi-finals if they don't buy the tickets for the earlier rounds. Mm. So, yeah, it's terrible practice. Mm, it's awful. Do you ever get this at um, Portsmouth ever? In... No, I don't mean that in a... You're only in League Two thing, but in all the even when you're in the Premier League, do you get anything like this? 
No, not that I can remember. No? I think you get, obviously, in finals, you get um, priority groups. And if you've been to so many of the games before, you'll be in a higher priority group. But not so much that you have you have to do something in order to get something else. But I definitely have seen this, especially with United, a few times it's gone quite big in the media. Mm. Of course, you had all those people being locked out at Woking the other week, didn't you? So this isn't just a big team thing. No, it happens to us all. <laughs> Slightly different circumstances. Just a little bit. <laughs> Did you go anywhere this weekend? Mm, yes, I went to Bramp- Oh, Am I going anywhere this weekend no, no. or did I go last weekend? Well, both. Last weekend is gone and this weekend coming. Last weekend, I went to Bratton Park. Yep. And they lost, surprise, surprise, to Southend 2 1. Yep. And this weekend, I am not doing anything football related, actually. No? No. What about your mucky weekend in Sherwood Forest next week? Have you got a game lined up there? Yeah, we're going to um, Sheffield United versus Preston in the FA Cup replay. There you go. What end are you going to sit in? We've got tickets to the Sheffield United end. Are you? Right, okay. So you're going to be cheering for them? Maybe. Maybe? I don't know. I don't know if it'll be in a cheery type of the stand. It's like Spurs. It was uh, a bit quiet. Hey, was it? You had to mind your P's and Q's, did you? <laughs> we were up in the uh, Pornsani's area, I think. Were you? You couldn't be some kind of Fratton Park hooligan then? They weren't. Um, they, they were, I think it was just a normal end, but they were, yeah, they didn't. Obviously, they cheered when the goals went in, but that was about it. I'm just wondering next week if Sheffield United United score, and then just going to see two people jumping up and down in the Sheffield United end on television. <laughs> no, I'll do a little clap. I don't go mad. Have you had that? Have you? Where you sat in the wrong end, and you have to? Because on 6:06 last week, there was a Middlesbrough fan that rang up and said he was in the Manchester City end. Oh. Why? It was the only way. He, well, he went with a Middlesbrough fan. His <laughs> flatmate was a Middlesbrough fan. It was the only way they could get tickets. No, his flatmate was a Manchester City fan, sorry. And it was the only way he could get tickets was to sit with them. Sit with them. But he says he's never felt so disciplined in all his life. I did do that a few um, years ago when Portsmouth played Arsenal at the Emirates and um, we were in the Arsenal end. And I think it was about when Crouch played for us and he like hit the crossbar. And both me and my dad sort of jumped up and were like, <gasps> and then everyone sort of looked at us and we were like, oh, that was close. Lucky that didn't go in. And sort of sat back down looking a bit sheepishly while all these Arsenal fans sort of an eyeing us up. I've had something similar. I went to see QPR versus Coventry and I was in, it was a relegation battle, surprisingly enough. And I was in the Coventry end with my QPR shirt on and we scored and I jumped up and cheered. And then the goal was given offside and I had 10,000 people pointing and laughing at me. <laughs> Uh, that was a very humbling experience. Uh, right, we move on to our Premier League predictions. Each week we go through the forthcoming Premier League football matches and we predict whether we be a win, a loss or a draw. Um, for each one we get right, we get a point and we have double points for a particular fixture of note um, where we actually have to predict the correct score. So Emma and Mark at the moment have got 78 correct predictions. I've got 75. It's all very close. And our double points prediction this week is the Asian Cup final, Australia-South Korea. Tim Cahill has scored a couple of beauties this tournament, absolute beauties. And it's in Sydney. But let not that sway you. I am going to go for 2-0 Australia. 2-0 Australia. On the mark, we're in. 
Uh, I'm going to say that it will be 1-1. One, one. This is a final. You think it's going to be penalties, yeah. do you? Um, well, can I not just go 1-1 one, one after 90 minutes? No. Right, OK. Well, I'll go for... Uh, I'll go for 2-1 to South Korea, then. 2-1 South Korea. I'm going to go 2-1 Australia, I think. I think South Korea are a good team, but... Australia got the home advantage, haven't they? Okay, right, so that's our double points one. So, early game of the weekend is Hall-Newcastle, the Alan Pardew head derby. Mm. There's that Emma. Do you remember that last week? <laughs> Have you I, was in the, I was in Heathrow and I was speaking to him, just talking to a random American guy who, was, who turned out to be a Newcastle fan. And in his week in, in England, he was going to Hull versus Newcastle. And I asked him if, ever, if he'd ever been to Hull before, and he said no. And I left <laughs> it at that. <laughs> so he's on his way. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm, I, I think it'll be um, a pretty poor nil-nil draw. Yeah. Newcastle with the third worst away defence in the league. They've let in 19 goals on their travels so far. And Carver's just been named the manager, hasn't he, for the rest of the season? Yeah, so they'll get a massive boost from there, won't they? Absolutely. Yeah, nothing can go wrong with that. Mm. Um. So you've gone for a nil You've gone for a draw, have you? I'll go for a draw, yeah. Okay, and what do you reckon? Hernandez and Jelovic might be back. I'm going to go for... I'm going to go for a draw as well, but I'm going to go for one all. You're going for a draw as well, are you? There have been 19 goals in the last five meetings between these two. <laughs> uh, so, I'm going to go for a 2-1 win for Hull, I think. Right, next game is 3 o'clock. Crystal Palace versus Everton. Uh, no Balassie or Jednat because of the Asian Cup final. Um, no wins in six for Everton... Palace have won all four of their games under party. I'll let you go first, Emma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go for Palace. You're going for Palace, you? Yeah. Righty-ho, I'm going to go for Palace as well. Go on, Mark, make a case for your boys. Uh, I can't. I can't. <laughs> as simple as that, I can't. Um, one win in 13 in all competitions, I think it is. And our... Uh, Apart from our last, our win against um, QPR just before Christmas, our last league win came when it was technically still British summertime. Oh, really? Yeah, 22nd. No, sorry. It was November. There was a last win before that. Wow. So you haven't, so you've had two wins since November? Our last away, I think our last uh, league away win was when it was still summer, like technically British summertime. Wow. So you're going to go Palace as well, yeah? Absolutely, Palace. <clears throat> All right. Well, there we go. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Um, Liverpool versus West Ham. Sturridge may be available for this. No Song, no Tompkins, no Jenkinson, and no Collins for West Ham. So that's pretty much their defence out, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Liverpool are in a good good run of form. They're playing well at the minute, so I, I can't can't look elsewhere but a Liverpool win. Yeah. You're going to Liverpool. What do you reckon, Emma? Go for a Liverpool win as well. 
We're going for a Liverpool win. West Ham have got the fourth best away uh, record in the oh, goals scored in the country. They scored 16 goals away from home. Andy Carroll has got five in 12. So I'm going to go for a cheeky draw, I think. As you may have guessed, I found a website with lots of stats on this week. It's a new favourite thing, isn't it? Yeah, honestly. It makes it sound like I know what I'm talking about. You've you've ditched uh, you've ditched that filthy porn site that you used to be addicted to and moved on to football stats instead. No, I, I just made time. That's all. Ah, okay. There's always room for filthy porn sites. <laughs> Isn't that right, Emma? I wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> uh, Manchester United versus uh, Leicester City. This I remember this one. This is the one where United were was it three one up, weren't they? At um, at the King Power, and they ended up losing five three. This is. This was kind of a pivotal game for both of them because United went on their great big winning run afterwards and Leicester were winless in 13 games after this, wasn't it? This was quite a pivotal game for both of them. Can anybody see a case for Leicester winning this? Bizarrely, yes. I don't know why, uh, but I can. I've said it many times on here. I'm not impressed in the slightest by Manchester United despite where they are in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I've seen recently, they're playing exactly like they did last season. There's not much difference. You know, they get to a certain point and then they just run out of some, you know, run out of ideas. In what I've seen in the last few games that I've seen them play, anyway. Yeah. <coughs> so I might go for a, a, a shock Leicester win. Wow. Okay. I know. We heard it here first. Get it down at bookies and get your fifty pence on it. Yeah. I don't think I'm so confident in Leicester's abilities. I think I'm going to go for United. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> That's just crazy talk, Mark. Hey, listen, I've pulled a few shocks in the in recent weeks that have got me back into contention for the for the predictions crown after I had such a terrible pre-Christmas run. So. Maybe I'll I'll keep the keep the streak going. That's true. Many of the time I've gone through this afterwards and totted the scores up and cursed some of your predictions. Yeah, Southampton. I told you Southampton would win at Man United the other week. Yeah, so. you did, didn't you? Uh, Stoke versus QPR. This is the Mark Hughes derby, isn't it? Um, we all know QPR got absolutely diddly squat away from home. Stoke have only won four out of their ten games at home themselves, though. And Still scored. a home banker, isn't it? Only 12 goals. If this gets called off, the Pools panel are not going to be picking anything other than a home win. Is it going to be snowing in Stoke, is it? I suspect it probably snows in Stoke a lot, but... <laughs> so you're going to go for Stoke, are you? Got to. Yeah. Go on. Emma, make a case for QPR. Give me some hope. I don't think there is any, Chris. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go for Stoke as well. Yeah, you're going for Stoke. Well, it's got to happen at some point, isn't it? No, no. no? I'm just going to. Haven't you watched? Haven't you watched QPR away? Yeah, and I keep thinking, surely this is the game. Surely this is the game. In fact, no, Bojan. I'm going to go for a draw. It's got to happen. Surely at some point. He says blindly optimistic. Double it up with my Leicester to be Man United. Yeah. One. I've gone. One of those will come off. I'm hoping it's mine. Um. Sunderland versus Burnley. Danny Ings has scored in his last three Premier League games. Um, both currently won one in six. I think Sunderland are one in twelve. Actually, I think it gets even worse then. They draw a lot, don't they, Sunderland? Yeah, they do, don't they? Hmm. I think I'll go with that. Play safe. 
It does seem a safe bet for Sunderland, doesn't it, predicting a draw? Mm. I think Burnley would be happy with that as well. Yeah, I'm going to go for the same. What are you going with, Emma? Um, I'm going to go for a Burnley win. A Burnley win? Yeah. Why is that, then? Because I need to get some points from you two. Oh, right, not because you've got any kind of hope in them whatsoever. <laughs> Burnley so- weren't too bad when I saw them. Sunderland have got the worst home defence in the league. And they've got the most booked player in... I guess who this might be. Catamol. Yeah. <laughs> is it... Hello? Emma? Carry on, sorry, no. Sorry, you're talking to someone. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't you. Yeah, I know. Anybody, anybody but us, by the sounds of it. <laughs> Listen, if we're keeping you... No, 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 you're not. My, um... My other half has come in to try and um, sway my predictions. Well, he can join us if he wants. And he, well, no, he's giving me really evil looks when I go against what he's trying to make me say. So what did he say? Um, well, he said the Burnley win, because when you first asked me, I went for a draw, but that was muted. And <laughs> then he um, shot me a few daggers. So so he's influenced you? He just doesn't. He just, he, he just thinks he knows everything. So how many of these has he told you to get? I can't believe you're doing what someone tells you anyway. You should stick up for well, I don't usually. He usually sits there and tells me what to say and I say the opposite and he gets really angry. Right. <laughs> uh, so he reckons Burnley, does he? And, you, and you've cowed down to this greater yeah. man. Well, I think it's a draw. I think it'll be a draw. You go with what you I'll do. Check. I don't want to change it and then Burnley win. I'll never live that down. Game theory. <laughs> Yeah, but the other you do this quite a lot, don't you? You predict things in his presence and you win more often than not, don't you? <laughs> You've said this before, haven't you? Only when... Well, he used to be really bad at predicting, because we play Super 6 as well. That's right. He used to be really bad, and I was like running away with it, and now he sort of seems to have gotten astride. So you're going to stay... Bow down to peer pressure. You're going to bow down to your... And if it's a draw, he owes me a nice... No! He owes me a nice bouquet of flowers or something. Yeah? He can pay for my ticket to Sheffield United. He can pay for your cheesy chips <laughs> next week, can't he, at Sheffield United? I don't like cheesy chips. Do you not? No. Uh, sorry? I said he's a big fan. He's a big fan of cheesy chips, isn't he? Um, West Brom Tottenham is the next game. Spurs are unbeaten in their last four trips to the Hawthorns. West Brom seem to have turned some kind of corner, don't they, with uh, with Pulis? I think it'll be a home win. Yeah? Is that what you're allowed to say, or is that what you feel? They haven't lost under Pulis yet, have they? So. No, I don't think they have, have they? I think they'll be all right. So you think West Brom are going to beat your new friends, Spurs? They're not my friends! <laughs> <laughs> so you go West Brom. Mark, what do you reckon? I agree. I think West, Town, uh, West Brom, sorry, are going to win. Do you reckon? I do, yeah. Uh, as you said, they turned a corner with Pulis and they, the game against Everton, I saw most of the game, and they had absolutely zero ambition. But, okay, Everton are garbage, but there was no way in, on on earth that Everton were ever going to score against them. And at home, um, they'll probably do exactly the same thing with Spurs, who may be tired, I don't know, after the other night. And, uh, you know, you can see... See them maybe nicking a goal with Berahino or something on break. So yeah, I fancy maybe they'll sneak a one nil. Mm, okay, okay. I'm going to go for a draw. I think maybe a win is a step too far. So I'm going to go for a draw. Uh, late kickoff on Saturday is, of course, the Frank Lampard derby, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Chelsea Manchester City. So there may or may not be a Costa. 
depending on how his um, uh, how his hearing goes. There definitely won't be. What's talking. up with this? What's up with his hearing? Is he sustained ear injury? <laughs> yeah. Skirtle got him. Um, there's going to be no no Torre and of course no um, Bonies. We said earlier on because the African Nations Cup. I've got a fe- I've got a feeling City are quite get gettable attable if you see what I mean. I think if you catch them on the hop, I think um, I think they're quite fragile at the back. But Chelsea have got a, a get attable as well as Liverpool have proved, mm. and quite and Tottenham proved by sticking five past them when Everton got beat off the Miller in the season um, when it was six three. That could have been five all. So Chelsea, although Chelsea are good at the back most of the time, you know they do give they they do give people a chance, and you know it is Manchester City as well. So um, I reckon it'll be a draw. Well, Chelsea have got the best home defence in the country. They've only let in three, and they've also got the best home attack as well. So it doesn't bode great for uh, for City. You're going to go for a draw, are you? I'm going to go for a Chelsea win. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on that one and say a Chelsea win. Yeah. Okie dokie. Um, Sunday, we have got Aston Villa versus Arsenal. Now, this was the game last season, the first game last season, wasn't it, where Villa won 3-1 away and the Knives really were out for Wenger, weren't they? Yeah, they go in and out the box on a regular basis, don't they? Yeah. For Wenger, so... Villa are winless in six and no league goal uh, games in the last um, five games. Mm. But no Sanchez possibly this week. Reckon he's done his hamstring. Really? Yeah. But so if Costa's out, Fabregas might be out. Sanchez is out. My my already shocking <laughs> fantasy football team is getting even worse. So yeah, I don't know. I still think Arsenal will be too too strong. You think going for Arsenal. Okay. Uh, Emma, I've gone for Arsenal. Yeah. What are you going for? I'm going to go for Arsenal as well. You're going for Arsenal. Right. And the last game of the weekend, speaking of um, fantasy teams, Mark, I've got Costa and I've got Sanchez and I've also got Sigurdsson, who I think he's banned for this one, isn't he? Because he got sent off in the cup last week. Oh, I've got him as well. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a bit unlucky as well to get sent off for it. Uh, anyway, I, gi- I gave up any pretensions of winning after about week three. So Yeah. Swansea have gone 377 uh, minutes without scoring a goal against Southampton in the league. There's a stat for you. Wow. Can you see that? The long winter evenings must just be flying by in your house. No, this is just working in local government. Yeah, more more than ample enough time. Um, All right. I mean, is that a cycle that's likely to... if If they couldn't score with Bowden, they're not likely to score without, are they? Uh, you never know. Football's a funny old game. It is. It is. But I'm going to go Southampton. Yeah, me too. It's not that funny. No. <laughs> Emma, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think Saints as well. You've been nudged, are you? I've been nudged to go for an away win, but this is one I won't ever listen to. And away, go on, what's his reason for an away win then? I'm quite interested in that. Because he's a Pompey fan. No other re- he goes in every weekend believing Saints will lose and get thrashed. Oh, so he's not got any scientific reason for Swansea winning. It's just the fact that he not hates that. Any, any shadow of a doubt. It is just because he's a pop fan. Oh, right. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> right. Well, that brings us to the end of our predictions. Um, 
we'll see how they get on over the weekend with uh, uh, Ross and the guys reviewing them on Sunday night. Um, and that is the end of the podcast. If there's anything else you guys want to plug, Mark the Football Pink, issue seven is out now, isn't it? It is indeed, yeah. It's um, available to, to in papery form from footballpink.net, the website, or if you prefer your reading material in electronic format, you can go to exacteditions.com slash thefootballpink and you can get it for all mobile and PC and iPhone pad type things from there. Okay. Emma, are you still on the lookout for Doncaster fans? No. Well, <laughs> I said that completely through me as to why I was looking for Doncaster fans. <laughs> um, yeah, if any of them have think they have an interesting story, I'm always on the lookout for that. Okay. Did you Google all the arson stuff last week? No, I didn't. And this week it has to be about um, transfers. I don't know if Doncaster are doing any business, but I'll have to have a look tomorrow and see if there's anything going around. Yeah. Okay, look, there's any Doncaster fans, if you can get in touch with them and give her a hand, that would be great. Ross and the guys will be back on Sunday, and they'll be reviewing all the Premier League action and Championship and Portsmouth action as well. Um, you can... Reviewers on iTunes, if you like what you hear, we had a review last week, so thank you. Ever so I've forgotten the gentleman's name, unfortunately, it was very kind of him. He gave us a five star review, so uh, another one there. Um, if you do like what you listen to, you can also leave a five star review, and each of them are very gratefully received. Manofthepost.com is uh, the website you can go to, all sorts of articles on there, and you can get um, profiles of the Sunday guys as well, their sort of biographies and what they like and dislike about football. Um, if you want to follow Man of the Post on Twitter, it's at Man of the Post. Emma, if they want to follow you, how do they follow you? At MWebs. And Mark, if they want to follow you? Uh, at the Football Pink. At the Football Pink. Do you want to give your other half a, a shout out as well? Emma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking to Mark. Uh, yes, yeah, so I did I for a second. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't deserve it. Does he not? No. Okay, well, we'll see how his predictions get on then. Uh, They're not all his predictions. They won't make that clear. They're not all his. Okay. No, the ones I think are silly I go against. Oh, fair enough, okay. <laughs> um, so we see how our predictions get on over the weekend. So thank you so much for listening, guys. And thank you for joining me, Mark. Thank you very much. And thank you for joining me, Emma. Thank you. And all that's we said is always remember to keep your man on the post. It's obviously vexing her that much that she's had to go and have a, she's had to go into a different room to think about it. She has gone, isn't she? I think, I think she has, yeah. You don't think she's died or anything? She's sort of dropped dead at the Well, I think we would have heard the um the death rattle or a final <laughs> exhalation of air. Are you there? No, 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 I've been talking away to myself. I forgot I put you on mute. <laughs> what do you mean? Well that, that's that's how, how impolite. <laughs> <laughs> I've genuinely just been chatting away to myself for like the last minute. So what have you done? Did you just lean forward on something? No, I I muted you so that I'm not coughing over you. Right. <laughs> and I just forgot to unmute you while I was talking. Oh right, so we've gone then. <laughs> we we missed this um <laughs>